So if you've been here for the last few weeks, you know we've started our series on the basics. And uh, I love how last week Vince uh, shared with us and really tied kind of the power of the gospel or the, the power, the gospel is the power of God to save. And then he brought in the purpose, the why. Um, you know, the power and the purpose oftentimes go one way or the other. So, you know, a lot of people go, oh, we're, we're all about the just the message. It's the message, message, message. And they never really think about or pursue just the idea of the purpose being to make disciples, to, to go make disciples and fill the earth with God's glory. And so with those two very important pieces of the basics of what we believe, I want to talk a little bit about some of the identities that that gives us. And the first identity I want to talk about today is the identity of family. And, uh, and I want to start by asking you guys kind of how, and this is going to be interactive, so I want you to speak out, please. How most people kind of determine their sense of worth or their sense of significance. Who's, who's money? Yeah. Job. Job. Sure. How people yeah. People, the way they look at you and their approval of you. Instagram likes. Believe it or not, <laughs> we. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe this is going to be light. Thank you for uh, <laughs> reducing the heaviness. We had a conversation with my daughter Hannah about Instagram, and how um, there was a desire to, hey, I want to have friends follow me and like my stuff. And we, you know, had to walk her through like, hey, people are going to want to follow you. You have no idea who they are, and that's not good. Not for a 10-year-old. So, yeah, thank you, Vince. What else? How we are loved, sure. Sure, relationships. Being a parent. Yeah. All of those things kind of, in most people's minds, that kind of establishes, hey, what's my sense of worth or significance? I know for me, it's... uh. It can be, you know, what have I done? What have I done? What's the success? What does it look like? Have I done my job well? Am I known? For, uh, do I have a reputation? And they're they're not necessarily bad things to want. It's not necessarily bad to say, hey, I really want to be known for doing a good job. But when that defines my sense of worth or significance, there's a problem, Houston. Um. Some people base it on possessions. I think we spoke, when I spoke a few months or so ago, a few weeks ago, I, I was talking about, I'm trying to remember now, I think it was, uh, it was Jim Carrey who said, I wish everybody could be rich and famous and wealthy so they could understand that it doesn't matter. It's not, I'm paraphrasing, but it just ends up, it's, it's not worth it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't amount to anything. Most of the world and most of us base our sense of being from what we do, from our sense of doing. Does that make sense? Most of us 
get our sense of being by what we do. Most of the world does. It wasn't always like that. You see, back in the very beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth and created man and woman, He created them and He said, this is good. And that was it. He said, this is good. I made this. I made these people. They're good. And they were good because God made them because he said so. Right? I tell my kids, please do this. Why? Because I said so. This is the ultimate I said so. This is good. This is really good, he said. Because he said so is the ultimate. Okay, there's no higher authority than that. That's, they're good. And they enjoyed life without concern for what anyone thought or for what they did, what they would eat, or whether they measured up to anything. They, they received their significance from the one who created them. And it was directly connected to who they were, to their being. They, they were created as image bearers of God. And their being, who they were, came out of what God was, who God was and what God did. Not what they did. So it's the exact opposite of what we're talking about today. And then what happened? What happened? Who remembers the story? Yeah, there was a, there was a lie told by someone or something, right? At some point. Haley, what happened? Do you remember? What happened with Adam and Eve? Who came and lied to them? Yeah, the serpent, Satan, came and said, they weren't really that good. And they could be better if they would just eat some of that fruit that God told them not to eat. And they bought into the lie that, that says, your doing would give you a greater sense of being. If you do these things or this thing, you'll have a greater sense of being. It's crazy, huh? Because they were already. God said so. He said, this is good. This is very good. Without anything else, this is very good. And the, and the, the serpent lied. And they believed this lie that said, if you do something, your sense of being will be better. It will be greater. And you know what's crazy? Humanity's been doing this ever since. Ever since. We've become human doings instead of human beings. We're all sons and daughters of Adam, filling and finding our identity, not in God and what He's done but in what we do, in our own work, in our own performance. Today's message is reminding, is intended to remind us of, of the, there's a better news, there's a better news story. 
Something greater has happened that changes it all back. If you have a Bible or a Bible app, or if you don't have a Bible, there's probably some in the back, but open with me in, to Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 through 29. And then I'm going to pray as you do that, pray along with me to get started here. Lord God, I just thank you for your word, for the Bible. I pray that as we read it, we would understand it and by your spirit that we would be uh, have eyes that see and ears to hear what you have to say today. I pray that we would see just such a, an amazing awesomeness and, and an amazing sense of good news coming from your word today. And God, that it would penetrate our hearts and it would change us. That it would make us think newly and live in a new way. In Jesus' name, amen. Galatians 3, 26 through 29. It's, there's some stuff going on before 26. But 26 says, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. You see, in Jesus, our sense of being comes from what he's done. Like Adam and Eve were given an an identity as image bearers of God. In Christ, we've now been given an identity of sons and daughters. Family. It's funny, this, this section of scripture says, there is neither Jew or Greek. There's neither slave nor free. No male or female. It's funny how Paul touches on, Paul the author of Galatians, touches on culture, occupation or jobs or what you do for work, and gender. And those are kind of three main ways we kind of find our identity. We find our identity in our culture. We find our identity in the jobs we do. Or what our gender is, whether we're man or woman. And he's saying here, it's, those things aren't important. Your identity is a son or a daughter of, of the king. Your identity is found in, in, in your father in heaven. Because of what Jesus did. So essentially he's saying your doing should come from your being. Our doing should come from our being, sons and daughters. Amen? Amen. And then the great news is that in God's eyes, it does. No matter how you feel or how you fail, in God's eyes, you are. And therefore you do. Because when He looks at you, He doesn't see...
doesn't see you fail. He doesn't see you screw up. He sees the perfect work of his son, Jesus. This is amazing to me because it brings such a freedom. In my heart, just this week, I mean, this has been going on for a long time. There's just this raging battle of... How well I do what I do. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, just a little history. God's brought me to a place where I own two businesses. Um, I work on both of those, but I work in one of them full time. So I, I literally put 40 hours a week in a, a business working for clients. I work on that business. I work on another business. Um, Working to renovate and develop a new property that we purchased for, for, for the business. I've got a list of home improvements to lengthen my arms. Um, my husband, a father to three daughters. Um, I'm a leader of a, of a gospel community. And I'm an elder here. And in my mind, I just, I can't do all of that stuff. I can't do it well. And uh, my wife said something to me the other day. She's, I, I built this retaining wall in our backyard. And I told her it was going to look a certain way. And it looks a little bit different. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> And she came and she says, hey, you know that part under the wall? She goes, I thought it was going to look like this, but it, it looks kind of messy. And I, it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. But all in a moment, I just felt so, uh, so, um, kinda, I would say worthless. I felt like, man, I can't do anything. I can't, I can't do the stuff that I'm doing. And the burden of, of me trying to do to identi- identify who I am just came crumbling down. And I think I need this message today. I need to remember that all of that changes now because of the gospel. That I have a whole new identity. And I'm here to tell you today that because of Jesus, we're children of God, we're family. I'm going to read a couple more scriptures if you want to follow along. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. In John chapter 1, verse 12, says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but but of God. 
So my question to you is how, if we know these things to be true, I know this in my head, this is true, right? So how am I struggling with what I'm struggling with? How should knowing that we're children of God affect us? That's not a hypothetical. <laughs> so that's the first thing I had down was freedom. We have freedom. My dad loves me. I'm free. I don't have to do anything to prove myself as a son. I'm already a son because of my big bro, Jesus, who did everything for me, right? What else does it bring? How else does it affect us when we know my dad, my father in heaven loves me? There's joy, confidence. Who said what? Yeah. Peace. Courage. Starting to sound, any of you remember that? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self control. What are those things again? I want you to check this out. Every time the scriptures speak to God's people to motivate them, to change their behavior or to live differently, they don't tell people what to do. That's not what they just do. That's not all they do. But what they do is they appeal to who God is, to what He has done, and who we are in Christ. Every time. Ephesians 5 Verse 1 and 2 says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So he's reminding us who we are, what God's done, and how to live. We imitate God. We walk in love because we're God's. Beloved children, right? And we're God's beloved children because Christ gave Himself, right? As an offering. Gave His life up for us. So our motive for obeying God and loving others is directly connected to what God has done and who we are because of Jesus. So our being precedes our doing. How do you guys pray? How do we pray? Dear God, please do this. Please do that. Dear God, can you please give me this or give me that? How do we pray? How do we start our prayers? Is God an off in the distant deity who we pray pray to and, and request of? Or is he a father that we're going to, to talk to? This is a harder question. How does this news that Jesus died for our sins and now we're family, how does it inform how we deal with this, 
the sin and the rebellion in our lives? Do we hide it? Raise your hand if you hide your sin. (laughs) Thought I was... What does it look like to deal with sin from a perspective of my dad loves me? Jesus died for me. What does that look like? Yeah. There's a freedom to walk transparently, right? The freedom to say, man, I messed up. Yeah. Amen to that. It's almost the first step, right? Bigger, like admitting your own sin and, and rebellion. Yeah. It's crazy. There's, it's, it's so simple. It's, it's, but we just don't get it, do we? He's already forgiven us, hasn't he? Doesn't he know? Doesn't he know sin now and forever that we've committed? Isn't that why he sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins? It's already paid for. We're already family. The the, the gospel isn't, look, this guy Jesus is going to die for you. And if you live up to it, you'll, you'll be part of the family. You're in. You're already in. Right? It's it's wonderful news. So as family, I want to ask a couple of things. Um, What do you think of when, when I say family? If we're family, what do you think of what comes to mind when I when I bring the word family up? Eating, love, acceptance. acceptance, that's huge for me, I know. What else? Community, huh? Laughter, Laughter. Laughter. yeah. Authenticity. 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 What, Haley? <laughs> the word family comes up when I say family? Good one. John? <laughs> Fighting, Amen. Who doesn't fight? And forgiving. Persistence. Yeah, long-suffering, right? I mean, comfort. Food. Someone said eating over here. Too bad. Beat you to it. Why is family important to God? God set it up. The whole story is set up shows and shows God's desire to have a people, a family on earth who would demonstrate and live in such a way where the world would know what he's like. Isn't that crazy?
He wants to show the world what He's like through us. <laughs> the God of all creation of the universe, the one true God, infinitely perfect, infinitely existing, omniscient, past, present, and future, spoke everything into existence by His Word, by the power of His Spirit. What else? Glorious, amazing God wants to show the world what He's like through you and me. I gotta say, if I was God, I'd kind of maybe take a different approach. (laughs) Maybe I'd like, you know, part another Red Sea, remove a mountain, and then put it back. I think I'd choose to do it differently, but he didn't. Jesus said that those who live in His ways and obey His Father are truly His family. He wants to show the world who He is through His people. He saved a people to show the world who He is and what He's like. Through Jesus... We actually get to be children of God. We get to be brothers and sisters. We get to be family. Your heavenly father, but not okay with other Christians being your brothers and sisters. When you come here Sunday to celebrate with, you know, to celebrate and to worship, do you just sit and watch? Do you participate? You come here as if this is a family gathering and you get to engage with brothers and sisters and other family members. Or do you come here thinking, you know, I'm just doing my thing with God and then I'm out of here. Are you are you happy with loving and serving God and giving to God but resistant to loving living with and serving other people Are you okay with God knowing all parts of your life Even the dirty little secrets you have. I mean, he knows anyway, right? I can, I'm cool with that. But you're not okay with other people knowing the parts of your life that you don't want them to know? So that they can love you and speak truth to you. When you need to hear what's true, how do you handle that stuff? 
How do you make decisions? Do you figure it out all on your own? Or maybe you and your wife or your husband? And then announce to everybody what you're doing? Or do you invite other people to speak into that and pray with you about it? And give you wisdom and counsel? Man, I have made some stupid decisions on my own. I wish I would have at least shared it with my friends and family and you guys. Do you just make those decisions and expect your family to be okay with it? Or to bless it? If you're like me, you've answered all those questions to some extent as though you're really not part of a family. That's, to me, that's really heavy on my heart. Not about you, about me. I'm just saying. It's heavy about that you guys have probably answered the same way as I have, but I'm, I'm just sitting. I could barely even pray this morning. I was just really weighed down by this, this truth that I just don't believe I'm part of a family. And I certainly don't live like it. And it weighs me down for a stupid reason. I actually think I can. I actually think that I can live this out in and of myself. I think I can treat you guys with patience and kindness. I think that I can love and serve you because I'm a pretty good guy. At least I think I am. And I think this week when my wife said that to me, it all came crumbling down silly that something so simple would come crumbling would would help would make you crumble down but that was like the one thing that made me realize that I'm trying to be family and to live this life in and of my own strength and if you're like me I have some great news And the news is that God became flesh and He lived a perfect life and died a death that we deserved and paid a price that we had to, we were supposed to pay. And He was raised up from the dead so that we can be part of His family. And by faith in Jesus... By faith in that good news, we are part of his family. And we can't change that. Bless you.
And because we can't change that, He sends His Holy Spirit to live in us, to help us be family again. He's he's not going to let us continue to flounder and fail. He's interested in us growing and becoming more like Jesus. And so he sends his own spirit to do that. You can count on it. The Bible says, He who started a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. I think that's pretty good news. Today I want to kind of end by sharing in the Lord's Supper communion and I want to do this as we do this. I want to really help you remember how the body of Christ was broken and how his blood was poured out so that we could be sons and daughters. So as you go and take the bread and dip it in the the juice, get together and, and talk about Maybe share a way you've, you've not believed that you're family. And then be reminded of why you are. Encourage one another. So I'm going to ask the musicians to come up. Um, we're going to spend a little bit more time celebrating and, and song. Crazy. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you that my identity as a son, that our identity as sons and daughters isn't dependent upon how successful we are or the jobs we have or our cultures, where we come from, or in my case, God, even just how well I live out being family. And I'm thankful, Father, that I can stop trying to earn my membership in this family and that I can remember that it's already been sealed in Christ Jesus, that it's already done, that I'm already a son. And I pray that for for all of us here, Lord, that we would know this truth, that we would know this good news and that it would it would help us to live life 
from who we already are, from our being, that we would do from, from, from who we are, that all the things that we, that we try would come from our identity as sons and daughters. I pray for those of us who struggle to believe that, Father, I pray that you would remind us today anew. Holy Spirit, that you would remind us of this great news and that we would find great freedom in the truth of this good news. And Lord, I pray if there's anybody here who doesn't know Jesus, that you would give them faith to believe in Jesus now, to believe that, that this is your plan to come and and live a perfect life and to die a death that we deserved so that we might be reconciled to you and have a relationship with you, our Father. And God, I just thank you that you have chosen to reveal who you are and what you're like through a messy, jacked-up group of people who have been redeemed. I pray that we would go today rejoicing in that amazing news. That you're making this messy, jacked up group of people into beautiful, perfect people because of Jesus Christ. Just take a moment and Take the bread and dip it in the juice and and celebrate this.